the Iraqi city of Mosul lays in ruins. A three-year grinding campaign by the Iraqi army and international forces managed to push ISIS out of the country that they had tried to take over in 2014. But it came at huge cost. Thousands were killed. By some estimates, 40% of Iraq's famed Golden Division counter-terrorist officers died as they fought street to street, house to house, to liberate the city. Today, there's an estimated 8 million tonnes of rubble in the streets of Mosul, the remnants of a fierce fight with heavy weapons. In the final push to liberate the old city, ISIS blew up the famed al-Nuri Mosque. The site had stood since the 12th century, withstanding the rise and fall of nations and countless invasions. So famed was the mosque's leaning minaret that the tower's nickname, the Hunchback, could also be used as a shorthand for the city itself. It was just the latest act of ISIS destroying priceless cultural history. The group had pillaged, ransacked and sold off almost any artefact that they could find. Things they couldn't loot, they'd simply tried to destroy. Just three years earlier, ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi had stood in the al-Nuri mosque after his men had swept across the Iraqi border and he declared his so-called caliphate. At one point, the group claimed to control territory larger than the United Kingdom. But today, with international support, local Iraqi and Syrian fighters have taken back all of the territory the militants once held. Then, on October 26th, the US President Donald Trump announced that Baghdadi had been killed. Baghdadi has been on the run for many years, long before I took office. But at my direction, as Commander-in-Chief of the United States, we obliterated his caliphate 100 percent in March of this year. Today's events are another reminder that we will continue to pursue the remaining ISIS terrorists to their brutal end. Shortly after, the group's second-in-command was also reportedly killed in a separate operation. The group has been decimated. But it still poses a potent threat. Iraq and Syria are still living with the legacy of destruction that the group has wrought. The city of Mosul is a long way from recovering from the terror group's rule. Demining experts are still going street to street to try and defuse the literal tons of explosives that ISIS left rigged around the city. But life is starting to return, in parts, slowly. And the international community is trying to help. On the 23rd of April last year, the UAE pledged over $50 million to rebuild the Al-Nuri Mosque, working in partnership with UNESCO and the Iraqi government to complete the project. This is Beyond the Headlines. I'm James Haynes-Young, and this week we're joined by the UAE Minister of Culture and Knowledge Development, Noor Al-Kabi, to talk about the reconstruction of the Al-Nuri Mosque and its famous leaning minaret. So we wanted to talk about Mosul reconstruction today. Can you tell us a bit about the project? Sure. So let's go back to um, the time uh, I received the call in terms of it's time to support Mosul and to rebuild uh, a Nuri Mosque. Uh, we got this instruction from our leadership of how can we manage this project, uh, uh, like early 2018. 
and I was given a, a very strict deadline. The reason I was given a very strict deadline is because there was a worry since 2015, the moment Daesh got into uh, Mosul and how the destruction is happening from a cultural perspective, historical perspective, and as we know. Uh, so therefore you're saying since 2015, and we've been waiting for the moment that there is an opportunity to go in and, and, and rebuild or announce what can be done with the partnership with our Iraqi uh, counterparts and um, UNESCO. Uh, so early 2018, we started talking with the UNESCO that there is a um, there is this uh, instruction or uh, you know this call of how can we start working together and rebuilding a Nuri mosque and it's leaning Manarat. Unfortunately, there is no leaning Manarat uh, anymore. It's just the base. Um, of course, the UNESCO were very much um, on board. Later on, there was a visit of. Uh, the DG uh, of UNESCO, uh, Azule, who visited the UAE during the government summit. It was in February 2018. Uh, after her visit to the UAE, she was going to Kuwait to attend the conference of the revival of the spirit of Mosul. And from there, her main agenda was talking about Mosul and how this would be the flagship of her tenure in UNESCO and again at the same time what we can, can be done together. Um, in April 2018, this is where myself, after working out the, the agreement with the UNESCO, we flew to, to Baghdad. Back then, we couldn't fly to Mosul due to the, you know, to the situation. They're still doing the, under, the you know, the, the demining of, uh, of, of the town or the city itself. In Baghdad, in Baghdad Museum, there was the announcement of rebuilding and reconstructing a Nuri Mosque. It was received very positively uh, when it comes to the, the whole community that cares about culture, that cares about coexistence, that cares about how can we restore whatever such uh, um, horrific destruction or horrific, let's say, group tended to do back in Mosul. Uh, I had a, also um, a great um, time in meeting community members from students of the Baghdad University. And also, again, at the same time, there were Maslawis, two Maslawi uh, men who just drove from Mosul to Baghdad because they knew that the announcement is happening. Both of them are archaeologists. Both of them, unfortunately, suffered from, um, from torture from Daesh members due to the you know, interrogation, interrogations when it comes to uh, what can they um, you know, find and unfortunately loot or steal and sell in the, in the black market. Okay, so the decision really came from the leadership here. They were being proactive about yeah. trying to help. Yes. Um, do you get a sense of why they picked this particular project? I believe it's, um, it's I mean, the moment we heard about, and we saw the destruction of uh, a Nuri Mosque and its leaning Manarat wasn't a, it was a quite um, disturbing moment for the whole community, for the country, for the, for the leadership, for, uh, you know, witnessing such a horrific kind of a situation that happened to a historical uh, city, a city that is informally called Al-Hadba, which means the leaning Manarat. And with the skyline that basically 
reflected the spirit of, this, of the city itself. It was more than a, a physical destruction. Uh, it was more of a destruction that targeted um, faith, uh, targeted um, you know, Islam, targeted also what Muslim resembles when it comes to its mosaic. Uh, therefore, it's, it was kind of surprising as well. Because, you know, when, when you look at how Daesh systematically goes into a place and destructs its, its uh, historical sites uh, or sites that are for Muslims or, or non-Muslims and for Muslims, but in a way that makes you wonder, I mean, why would you also destruct uh, Muslims? Uh, you'll understand from their, uh, you know, from their ideology, why, is it, why would they do so for non-Muslim sites or sites that Muslims appreciated because, you know, at the end of the day, even during the Prophet days, there were non-Muslims who he used to deal with back then. Um, so therefore, it was more of a message. Uh, it was a message that also we look at in the UAE as how can we leverage the legacy of Sheikh Zayed? Compassion, coexistence, tolerance. Um, and I feel it's, um, it's also how you get the community uh, to sense hope, you know, the moment they will see the cranes, the moment they will see there's rebuilt, this is the moment that you will start restoring the hope of a city. And I'm going to come back a bit later to the kind of reconstruction effort itself, but, you know, it's also, it's not just the mosque, I'm right, and thinking that there's other projects involved in this yeah. as well. Uh, so um, a week ago, we signed uh, an MOU with the UNESCO to extend you know, formally we uh, we have the reconstruction of a Nuri Mosque. We added on on the reconstruction of the two churches, at Tahara Church and the Lady of the Hour Church. Both churches are are at the same kind of a near uh, a Nuri Mosque, and um, and the beauty of that is also we're working very closely with the Sunni Waqf for the Nuri Mosque, and now on the table we have also the Christian Waqf. Uh, who are um, who are very much thrilled and very much keen to look into how we can start with the parallel reconstruction of a mosque and a church at the same time. And, you know, when you come to something like this, you know, such a historical and such a kind of iconic site has been destroyed, how do you go about trying to recreate that? Is it, you know, are you trying to build a, a faithful reconstruction or is there, you know... What's the approach that, that's being taken? It's a good question. Uh, with, with, a, with our uh, work for Nuri Mosque, there are two committees. There's the technical committee, you know, where you have the experts in terms of the architecture, the archaeology, the historical background. And you have the executive committee, which I sit in, the Ministry of Culture sits in, the UNESCO also representatives, and the Sunni Waqf sits in. And we have an agreement of of saying we're not going to go technical as a higher committee. Our job is to support the, the rebuild of the minaret and the reconstruction of the mosque uh, and how we support the exact or technical committee, how support also people on the ground uh, to, to make the job easier. There are many questions of uh, till today that I personally get. How will the minaret look like? Will it, will it be leaning? Will it look like uh, will it want to be leaning how will it look like I don't have an answer you know till of today the reason is because 
while the build is happening. This is where also the technical committee is working towards making that the reconstruction is the right reconstruction. Um, again, you're, uh, there's this different layer, which is a really important layer in, in terms of the built and the reconstruction of the project itself, the community, the, you know, the opportunities of 1,000 jobs that can be created only for the mosque. We didn't uh, touch the churches yet. Therefore, we have 60 hires so far. You have uh, four Iraqi uh, local companies are also supporting the reconstruction and the demining as we speak. Uh, so so from, from that kind of, uh, let's say, perspective of a technical uh, positioning, uh, we're giving the support and the freedom for the technical uh, committee. Again, there will be also um, some remainings that you want to also exhibit in a, in a co-exhibition uh, space where it will also provide education or awareness of, of how, you know, from, an, from a historical timeline of the mosque itself, since it's built till it's today, till it's, you know, it was reconstructed also previously, how can we also work on that narrative uh, to, to showcase an educational space for visitors um, and for the community itself to, um, to look back at its history and uh, hopefully make sure that this is a place that will continue to be vibrant even after such a, such a destruction. And what's, you know, what's your uh, take on, on you know, when we come to something like a restoration like this? Mm -hmm. Do you think that we should try to faithfully recreate something as if we're kind of erasing that that happened? Or do you think that we should incorporate in some, some way? Definitely incorporate. Uh, we, can't, it's, we can't erase what's happened. I mean, what happened should showcase that. What happened is something that we all stand against. We all um, feel that, you know, it, it was a dark kind of a chapter in Mosul's uh, uh, timeline in our timeline, you know, as as you know, as as people who, you know, who are uh, very much connected with the culture of Iraq, from language, from you know, from borders, from you know, it's there is this connectivity in in, in the region that, uh, um, that 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 is important for us to to understand. That is important to us also from a social fabric perspective. How can we uh, combat such ideology? You know by admitting that it happened, by admitting that uh, our religion was, or still today, uh, is being targeted or is being, unfortunately, utilized for, for such actions. From a, from a faith perspective, a, a place of faith should welcome different faiths. A place of faith should welcome um, people who are believers or non-believers, you know. At the end of the day, it's um, you know it's a historical site. There are there is the you know there is the rituals, the Islamic rituals that this place is is the sacred place for. But again, this place how it's more of a, now a global message. Um, the moment it's um, you know it's back uh, as as we remember it. Uh, and what role do you think culture can play? You, you know you were just talking about how Islam with the likes of Daesh have, have, has been used to spread a message that you know, isn't accepted by a lot of Muslims. How do you think 
culture can play a role in, in combating this kind of ideology? I think the key is how you um, work very closely with the community, um, with the students of uh, the University of Mosul, with the community itself in Mosul, who hasn't left Mosul even during uh, you know, uh, the tenure of Daesh in Mosul. Uh, how also you kind of, I don't know if I can use the package Islam in a different way, you know, repackage it. Uh, Islam is not just about your rituals, you know, Islam is a way of life, uh, as a state of mind, as, as, um, as fine, I, have, I do have my rituals of praying five times a day, but what can I learn from my religion? You know, those days we, we talk a lot about, you know, uh, meditation. We talk, we talk a lot about mindfulness. It happens during prayers. It's not just a ritual that I run towards and I, and I just, you know, in, in, a, in a split of few minutes, I just leave the mosque. It's not about that. Uh, and, and I feel, you know, those kind of um, work that can be done through culture, through storytelling, through book festivals, that, a book festival that happened in Mosul uh, the beginning of this month, uh, even during the unrest in certain places in, in Iraq. This is how you push culture uh, to widen the, you know, the horizon of, you know, yeah, Islam, there's the layer of Islam, the way of living, the art, the music, the literature, the stories, the food, and such activities that might happen, and I hope they will happen, during the reconstruction and after we have a common uh, space of individuals who can visit and understand all of the, you know, the, 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 the layers that I just spoke about will make it not just a place of just an ordinary mosque. And the, the place holds a, a rich history, James, and I think such place will differentiate how it, you know, how people practice their ritual from another place. And again, the history, and again, this destruction, it will make it even more stronger than, than before. And on the reconstruction of the churches, I mean, the Christian community in, in Iraq has seen a massive decline since 2003. Yeah. Um, and then again, with, with the kind of takeover of Daesh, how can we support the Christian community to return? Christian community, before the Christian community, there was the Jewish community. And there's the Yazidi community in Mosul. And now we're talking about the Christian community, which we saw flooding out of Mosul due to, uh, due to Daesh, uh, um, you know, uh, tenure of the city. <clears throat> Yet, there is a minority of the Christian community that are still in Mosul. And there is also a minority of Christian community that they, they didn't leave their churches yet. They, they still have those rituals and they, they're still having uh, their masses and they're still trying their best you know, to, to sustain the place, spiritual perspective, physical perspective. A few weeks ago when we signed the, the MOU with, with, uh, with the UNESCO to also expand our partnership from just, just building the Nuri Mosque to the two churches, this is where also we we found out that, um, that the UAE is the first, not just the Arab country that gets in and rebuild the mosque, it's the first country ever to go and rebuild also the, the churches in Mosul. It was a quite a surprise. We, we, didn't, 
it wasn't planned for a headline. It was planned for how can Mosul also, um, you know, uh, be the place where it will welcome the different faiths that it used to, as, as, as just mentioned. For, for that, we go back to the community. Yeah, there will be the rebuilt of Tahira Church and the Lady of the Hour Church. Um, two beautiful uh, structures, two beautiful places that can support also what, what's happening within, within the community itself. The common spaces, the, um, you know, the job creation, yet again at the same time where they will feel that their life is back to normal. They can go back to the church where it looks normal. <clears throat> again, I can say the same to, when it comes to the Nuri Mosque. Uh, yet it's, um, it will support the community to reinstate their position, reinstate that this is the place where I can go back to. Will the church be the place where the Christian community come back to Mosul? I don't know, because there has to be more than that. There has to be the infrastructure of the city. There has to be the, you know, the rebuild of the schools, of the job creation. Um, I don't know, maybe hundreds of years ago, yeah, the church or the mosque was the place where it will create jobs and opportunities, but not anymore. So I hope with that, it will help also with extending um, the rebuild of a physical structure, getting back people who, you know, um, will look at their city this, the same way it looked at least, say, 60% of how it looked like. I know that um, I met certain Maslawis out of, uh, of Iraq, um, whether in London or in, in, in Paris. You know, they've been out of Mosul even before Daesh. Uh, yet, they have this kind of um, strong emotional connectivity to Mosul. Uh, and I hope they will give back the same way that they, they feel towards it today. No, that's really interesting. And you mentioned a little earlier about um, the two archaeologists who came down to you when you visited to, to make the announcement last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, tell me again about, about that. So, um, so when we made the announcement at uh, the Baghdad uh, Museum back then when we couldn't go to Mosul, uh, and I didn't go to Mosul yet, so uh, this is also um, something I really look forward to. Is that on, on the cards? It is on the cards, absolutely. Uh, we have to go to Mosul. We have to, um, you know, we have to be around the community and our partners. The moment there is a, you know, there's the, you know, there will be the time that we will be there and, you know, at least have a milestone for us all to celebrate. Uh, we, when we go back to the Maslawis, the archaeologists, uh, both of them, you know, for them to drive from Mosul to Baghdad just for the announcement. Um, it, it really touched me. It really touched me in a way that I felt that, you know, they've never, you know, they've never gone anywhere. They're still around. They were tortured due to their, uh, you know, background because, you know, they were, um, they were a way to, you know, just sustain whatever income Daesh used to, um, to get from looting culture and, and historical and historical sites. Some of them spends months with Daesh. Again, uh, do we know the details? We tend not to ask the details. Uh, it's just a, it's, it's a scary when you're in a survival kind of a, a mode, trying to, uh, you know, trying to stay alive, trying to also keep your community safe 
with such um, you know, horrific uh, situation. Going back to the archaeology, to the community, this is where also we're still getting messages from the community. So, you know, the Maslawis who attended, um, attended the announcement are also part of the Muslim fabric who are helping us in terms of getting back, uh, of reconstructing uh, the buildings. Community, we had uh, also, um, I, I had a tweet from uh, a guy called Umar Mahmoud, who's, who's called the Muslim, you know, the, uh, the Mosul eye, and he he reached out to the ministry because he know he, he knew he knows. I mean, he's a historian. He knows about the work that is happening in Mosul, and his job and his team's job is to also work in terms of collecting the historical um, stories of Mosul, images, pictures, just to make sure that how can we show, showcase them again and keep that narrative alive. It's so so we get we get him reaching out saying there are you know there are books in, in the UAE that are donated to the University of Mosul, um, can you support? Uh, and therefore comes, you know, a community reaching out to the, to the ministry directly um, and us, of course, sending the books to the, to the University of Mosul because we know whatever support we're going to support, the university is going to support again whatever happening in Mosul when it comes to our work together. That's the best part, James, how community reaches out uh, to us, how can we understand the pulse of the community and how excited they are to, you know, to rebuild, to rebuild uh, what, uh, you know, what can be done, what can be rebuilt. Another element is also um, I feel optimistic about is that the community, mostly, you know, the youth in Mosul, they're very, opt they're very much optimistic, even though you know they witnessed what happened, and maybe they're optimistic because they're a generation that didn't witness, you know, the 2003 era or prior to that. You know, it's 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 an it's a, it's a it's a community or it's a generation that witnessed this situation. Yet again, now you know it's their opportunity to rise back after such situation. So I feel that also is a is a, is a strong support when it comes to what we're doing in Mosul. And you know, in these kind of conflicts, the thing that dominates the headlines is obviously the human cost and the destruction. You know, you mentioned before the looting of cultural artifacts. Mm. I mean, we've seen this, you know, cropping up in America and Europe. You know, priceless artifacts from Syria and Iraq are being taken by people like ISIS, sold on, and then they're disappearing into private collections. How can we try and stop this? I mean, as, as our job here at the UAE, we, we do our best. I mean, we, you know, we, we do have, uh, of course, laws and policies that make sure that the moment such an artifacts or, or, or products are, are being identified, whether it's at the customs or certain places, the reporting ways is very much easy to, to get it confiscated and, and doing our best to return it back. I feel it's, it's more of a, now as an international responsibility, an ethical responsibility. Um, and we see that happening in certain places uh, when it comes to returning back uh, certain artifacts back to its back to its uh, you know um, um, origins. So with with what you know after war horrible things happens and one of them of course it's as I mentioned the stealing and the looting. Yet again, I feel the most important thing is we have this kind of a, um, ethical coalition 
uh, that there we have our policies and, and laws that support to combat that. And the moment something is identified is the moment that we take action. And we learn from each other. And we, we see whatever you know, returned to Egypt or whatever returned maybe in the future to Algeria. I mean, here is where uh, it will get that kind of um, topic as a serious topic when it comes even to d in discussion with politicians. Do you get the sense in meetings internationally that there is a kind of um, a will to do more to return looted artefacts? I mean, yes. I mean, with our work with the UNESCO, um, we, we see it as a, as a very serious topic. And also, when, even in, in different meetings, not just, uh, you know, meetings that are from a state to state, where there are, you know, this topic is always at the top. You know, it's, it's, it's a treasure. It's a treasure of a nation. It's, a, it's, 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 it's history. It's its culture. It's, it's, it's a story. Uh, so it's always up in the agenda when it comes to different kind of discussions that are not even cultural. And, you know, we've just had this recent announcement, but are there any other things that you, you would like to work on in terms of supporting Mosul or supporting reconstruction in Iraq? Um, I, I feel, uh, I mean, what... What I mean, what we do, what we're doing, what we announced is, you know, it's, it looks like physical reconstruction, and that's it. I just want to highlight it's more than that. Um, it's working with the community, the students, uh, the job creation. Um, uh, what will you know? Uh, what will uh, rebuild or crane uh, resonate? Uh, you know, in terms of. Uh, people who are, how it will resonate in, in, in people's uh, kind of mindset when they're in Mosul. Uh, you know, looking at their city, at uh, how it looks like currently, and then, you know, the, you know having such hope uh, being, you know, there's that glimpse of hope, and therefore, how can this also um, trickle to not just the physical uh, facade, but also students, the job creation, how can people go, go back to Mosul? As you said, you know, the Christian community, what will bring the community, Christian community back together? The Jewish community, the Yazidis, you know, how can we also do our best because of, you know, of such projects for them to come back? It's a joint, it's a def definitely joint um, work, joint cooperation with other players who are interested to bring back you know, the life to Mosul. Uh, also believing in, in youth uh, who are in Mosul already and who are studying in the university, you know, because we tend for them to hopefully stay in Mosul, grow in Mosul, rebuild in Mosul. We're going to work in different cultural projects that is linked with our, uh, uh, linked with the team in UNESCO and the Ministry of Culture in Iraq. Um, the Minister of Culture visited the UAE a few weeks ago. We had a very positive meeting. Um, he once he said it. He said, during my tenure, at least the three years, I want to make sure that at least we are reviving also uh, the vibrant spirit that Muslims used to uh, be known of. It's it's just a call for everyone, you know, just to to you know to believe in in Muslim and to believe in um, you know uh, bringing it back to how it looked like. Uh, it will take time, uh, and that's why it requires not just the players in Mosul, but outside of Mosul. Thanks this week to Noor Al-Kabi, the UAE Minister for Culture and Knowledge Development. This is Beyond the Headlines. 
you have time, please leave us a review. Subscribe to the program by tapping the subscribe button in your podcast app. We were produced this week by Aisha Khan and Arthur Edison. I've been your host, James Haynes-Young. Thank you for listening.